When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Monday Night Phone In, powered by the Rangers Rebel Podcast. As the dust settles on uh, an old firm defeat, uh, we'll look back and ask the question Is Michael Beale out of luck and out of time with the Rangers support? Um, maybe you're in the camp that, that Beale's doing all right and he needs he needs time. Pick up the phone 01416287237 and get involved when the number scores are on the bottom of the screen. Uh, you can start firing your calls in and the producer will pick them up at the other end. Um, I'm joined by three stalwarts of the podcast. Uh, Brian, we'll start with you. How are we doing? Um, eventful 24 hours. <laughs> um, still trying to take it all in and digest it, but it's, yeah, wasn't good, was it? No, it certainly was not, and we'll go through um, bits and bobs, uh, I'm sure, as the night progresses. Wilf, welcome along. It's nice to see you again. You know, t- to give us your thoughts. It was an absolute shit show, an absolute car crash. I mean, that's probably the poorest Celtic team I've seen in a long time, and we didn't lay a glove on them. We sat, we, we went to Ibrox home game against a very poor side, riddled with injuries at the back. Didn't lay a glove on them. We just sat, sat back and watched them. Gave Callum McGregor the freedom of giving. I mean, I don't watch Celtic, and I know that Callum McGregor makes him tick. So, I mean, as soon as I saw the team line up, I'm thinking, right, Ryan Jack's job's to follow him around the park. He goes for a piss, he goes with him. I mean, Nowhere near him. Every time you got the ball, he had all day to do what he wanted. It was, a, it was a, just it was a disgrace. I mean, I mean, yeah, the the, the ridiculous the ridiculous VAR decision just for just for the half hour. That goal stands. It probably changes the course. It does change change the course of the game. But let's let's not sugarcoat it and blame that because that's what they would do. We were we were an absolute disgrace. No, I'm not in a US prison. I put on a, I put on this cut this. Cast off top, so I didn't clash with Robert's teeth on my white t-shirt. So I actually probably feel, probably be better in the prison because I feel probably feel a bit better than I do today. Um, I have more more time to think about things, but uh, nah, just an absolute, just an absolute, just just I don't know where we go from here. I honestly don't. I mean, I'm usually the most positive person in the world when it comes to Rangers, and I don't want I don't want to join the the, the calling for the manager's head bandwagon because. It's four games. It's four games into a league season. But I mean, I, even I said yesterday he's one defeat. He's one one defeat away from 
the trigger and pull them. When it gets to that situation, you're probably better just to pull the trigger and get on with it. I mean, he is, he is, a, he is to me, Michael Beale is a dead man walking and it's unfortunate. What I would do immediately if I was aboard was bring in somebody to help him because he's doing everything. Now, we don't have a director of football. I don't know if that's because Michael Beale said, sorry, don't, don't bother with director of football. I'll do it all. Or the board said, look, we'll do it after the window. Because at the moment, he's the manager. He's the first team coach. He's the director of football. He's the chief scout. He's everything. Back in the back when Mark was a boy, when Mark had here in the, in the, the late 60s, early 70s, that's what managers did. Managers were the entire club. Nowadays, you can't have that. There's too much scrutiny and things. You need different guys for it, different specialist guys for those positions. Michael Wheel can't do all, so he needs he needs some help. And if he's not willing to accept help or let help help come in, then I'm afraid his time's probably up. Listen, what we're going to use tonight, the phone in is a great uh, arena for a bit of self help. So calls will come in and and hopefully um, they can give you a bit of help with how you're feeling and see if we can get you moving along a wee bit. Mark, pleasure. You were on the reaction yesterday. Um, you know, a man that was sort of waving the flag of positivity a couple of weeks ago. I dare say that's waning slightly, right? I think Mark's frozen there. So um, perfect time for him to go away. Um, okay, okay. Listen, when Mark comes back, we'll come back to him there in good stead. As I say, we get your comments in as well. You know, we'll try and pick a couple up as, as Mark Norris has been doing in the background. Are you back, Mark? Oh, brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah, so I don't know if you heard, but you, you were sort of waving the, the flag of positivity before. Um, I kind of feel that that might be waning slightly from you. 100%, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've always advocated um, a bit of patience, a bit of, a bit of um, uh, positive thinking, but I can't, I can't, um, I can't back it up. I can't, I can't be positive anymore. I'm sorry, as I said, I did say in previous pods that um, I'll, give them, I'll give them time. I'll give this team time until such times as I can't give them any time. Uh, and I think that's the... Uh, that's the story, and that's just what's what's happened now. We we fell off a we fell off a cliff. I think the performance wise, I think the managers lost the lost the fans. I think it was a it was a fine balance. Probably got into the Celtic game. I think it was a 50-50. I think that it needed this team needed to win and win convincingly for for anybody to, to jump back on the other other side of that scale, but. As far as I'm concerned, the scale's tipped. And and now I'm going to say the same thing, which is it's something that kind of pains me because I don't really like to... I'm no one for calling for managers' heads and stuff like that. Um, But I said the same thing with Gio, and I said it for a long time with Gio. Once it starts slipping, it's very, very, very hard to get it back. It's like a runaway train, and I think that that's exactly where we're at at the minute. I think that... Um, from this point on, it's only going to get worse. Uh, I don't see how this team and the manager get this back for the brink. I really don't. Um, so for me, as I said, I, I, you got all the goodwill in the world from me, but at one point, the goodwill is going to need to run out. And I think it's it's that performance, especially, um, just left me despondent, basically. So, um, as I said, I'm I'm kind of all out of goodwill as it stands. I'm afraid. <clears throat> now I've had a bit of time to think about everything. Um, yeah, we came into that game yesterday full. Not obviously off the back of the PSG result. It wasn't exactly full of confidence, but um, 
with the team that they were putting out and what we were putting out, it was there was a degree of positivity. There was players returning from injury. The place was buzzing. We thought we got an early goal, but it was obviously chopped off for offside. Um, and then from from then on, we got the well. <laughs> we'll speak about the controversial second goal. Um, and then from for me, it just slipped and slipped and slipped, and we just never looked like recovering. And then as soon as we went a goal behind, you kind of just sat there and were just sort of accepting what was happening. And that's the thing that's really annoyed me about this whole situation. We've, we're now in this sort of area where we're just accepting mediocrity and we're accepting being second and it should never be that. And it's the it was just total apathy yesterday. You know, nobody was buzzing. You know, it was just... As Wolf said, he's he's a he's a definite dead man walking now. And I mean, I for one can't see him surviving this. A, a big defeat against PSV in the Champions League, a defeat uh, at home to Celtic. It's it's the biggest uphill climb he's ever going to have in his career. And for me, I just don't see him ever getting to the top and repairing this. The the fans voted with their feet yesterday. Um, the noise at full time was you know deafening the boos. I just don't see how he recovers from that. You're right, Brian. It was absolutely toxic at the end of the minute. As soon as he found a whistle went, I left because I wanted to get back to my car and get up the road. I mean, I really wasn't in the mood for me stuck in traffic. Hmm. But, I mean, it's not even the fact that we've lost to, P- to PSV and, and Celtic. That's bad enough. It's the manner of the defeats. I mean, the, for me, we've gone backwards since last year and I don't I don't like to criticise anything to do with Rangers. But, I mean, at least with Van Bronckers, you knew what he was trying to do. You know, you, you could see what he was trying to do with the team, how he was trying to play football. There's people saying, you know, you have to look at Michael Beale from the summer because he's brought in his own players. We're playing worse now with his players than we were when he's somebody else's players. I mean, I mean, Campbell and Raskin have fallen off a cliff since the summer. I don't know what he's done to them. You know, he's playing them completely different positions than he played them when they first, when they first came in. And, that, and they're, now, they're now playing along with his players. I mean, he said when he, when he was asked yesterday in his, his post-match press conference, why did he only start with two of the outfield players he'd signed? He said, well, you sign all these forward players, you can't play them all. That's right. But the defence is crying out for surgery. And what's he done? He's brought back, he's brought back 35-year-old Liam Balligan. You know, the, I mean, the the, the defence was is leaking stupid goals all the time. I can't remember the last time a team scored a good goal against us. And they don't need to. I mean, I talked to my daughter yesterday at half-time. This is all they'll do now, sit in second half, and they'll let us have the ball, because they know we'll make a mistake at the back. Because we always make mistakes at the back, and that's just what we do, you know. I mean, and Eindhoven just going back to that, that was a, that was a shambles as well. Well, know, can, just... well can, I just, can I just jump on you regarding the defence? I know, but we all say that the defence needs, um, you know, looking at and, and, and support, etc. But you, it, I, I kind of get the feeling that it doesn't matter who the manager brings in. I can't see anyone else in Goldson. I can't see anyone else in Tavernier. Barisic, maybe. I can't see anyone else in John Suter at the minute. It just seems like the manager's got his guys. He has, he has, Robert. But I mean, we've brought in all these players, right? That are that are fighting. We've brought in all these forward players, and you can't play them all, so they're all fighting for their forward positions. There's nobody fighting for the defensive positions because we know that those those four you mentioned are going to start the games if they're fit. Okay, there's a wee bit of competition at left back because we've got, we've got Ridvan now, but Ridvan's lost about a year through through injury and whatever else because he came in and he's hardly he's hardly played. Come on, yesterday he changed the game a little bit when he came on yesterday. We don't know if he's, if he's the long-term answer. We've not seen enough of him. There's absolutely no competition at right-back because we know Sterling's not, not going not gonna to oust Tavernier. 
There's no competition at centre-back because the manager clearly doesn't fancy Ben Davis, although he wants to stay. Balogun knows he's only there to make up the numbers. You know, so there's no there's no competition there. There's very little competition in the middle in the middle of the park because he's got loads and loads of number tens and nothing else. You know, I mean, I mean, right, I mean, Ryan Jack, for me, should have been in the team yesterday. If he's not standing on top of McGregor, as I said, he should be covering Tavernier when he goes forward. We've got Todd Cantwell cover, covering when the captain goes forward from right back. Todd Cantwell's no, no use to you back there. There was two or three times yesterday Ryan Jack was our furthest forward player. People would have been, what, what's Ryan Jack doing up there? We need Cantwell that far forward. Ryan Jack's no use to you on the edge of the box. You know what I mean? When, when Todd Cantwell's on the edge of our box defending, the team, it seems to me that the manager's just picking a team saying, right boys, go out and, just go out and do something. There seems, there's no structure. I can't see what he's trying to do. There's no, he hasn't signed players. Like, everybody's saying, you know, comparing it to Postacoglu, when he came in, he was, a, he was a car crash for three months and then they went on and they won everything, right? Completely different because he he came in, you could see what he was trying to do. He had a system and he bought players to play in that system. We don't have a system. We've bought loads and loads of players that, by the way, the manager's been looking at most of them for two or three years. Now, James Tavernier two years ago wasn't the, wasn't the player then he is now. So it's Serial Dessers, is, you know, is Dujon Sterling. Are these guys the same player now as they were when he first started chasing them two years ago? I very much doubt it. You know what I mean? And it's just... Let's let's open up to to, to the floor as well. 01416287237. We are live on YouTube as always, so like and subscribe there. All your, your usual nonsense. Mark, I'll come to you. Just, you know, Will mentioned the manager then, and I think it is, you know, important because he seems to be getting... Um, you know all the flack and rightly so. I, I do feel he, he had said that he wanted to go top of the he wanted to be top of the league before the international break. Why not? He had told us that when he when he came in, we were going to see a, a style of play. We don't. He told us he'd gone and hunted these players down, looked them in the eye, and seen if they could, can play for Rangers. They can't. You know, he's up the proverbial without a paddle, isn't he? I think he's painted himself in a corner massively. Um, I think that that. He's nowhere to hide because we've not a, a, a um, director of football. We've we've not had um, anybody that's to the forefront. He's come out and made the statement stupidly that he's looked, he's sat all these players that have looked him in the eye. So, as I said, I don't see, I said at the top of the show, I don't see any way back. I really don't. I think that, as I said, you, you said he's, he's up the proverbial with a paddle, which is 100% right. And it's pretty much his own doing. Probably talked himself into it um, more than most. Um, I think we're, as a fan base, we're, we're kind of we're sick fed up of mediocrity. I think that the reason that Bill has not got any time whatsoever is because we're sick to the back teeth. Yeah. Simple as that. As I said, I've tried to be positive, but I'm all, I'm sort of more spent. Uh, every every uh, positive penny I've had in the bank's all been all been spent in the last uh, couple of couple of uh, results. So as far as I'm concerned, it's it's done and dusted. As I said, it's it's something that defence. I think I, I put before the window the day of the window. I put a tweet out saying that um, we need to we need to bring in a a, a left sided centre half. And even at that point, we were only talking about a right-footed, right-sided centre-half in Harry Sutter. Um, need somebody that's dominant, I think. Been a good servant. I think that from him coming back, he's lost a, he's lost a, at least a yard of pace. 
which he wasn't the quickest in the first place, but it looks as if he's torn a caravan. Um, I think Suter, Suter's, I think he doesn't like playing on the left side. I think that any time he's played on the right, he's looked like one of the best players in the park. Um, when he plays on the left, he looks uneasy, he looks nervous, and he's got this knacker. I, I don't know whether it's ducking out of headers or misjudging the flight of the ball and crosses. I don't know what it is, but put that into Barisic that does that whole stands off a stands off a, a, a winger by ten yards, and then when it when the winger runs towards him, it backs off and gives him that ten yards again, and then backs off and gives him another ten yards again. It just for me it, it needed it was crying out for a left sided uh, defender, a, a first team starter, spend some decent money. I mean, we get we get um, we get five million from Kamara. We knew that was pretty much a done deal. Why are we not going and spending that five million on a left sided centre half that's that's a leader, that's commanding, that can that can pull a defence together? Um, let's, I'm let's, sure put that, let's, put, let's put that to our first caller tonight. We've got Chris from the Fernland uh, waiting on the line. Chris, welcome to the Rangers Rabble Podcast. What's your point for the gents tonight? Hello, Robert. This is why I talk about the rebound. They say we've spent a lot of money in this rebuild, but for we've done great commercially with Emson Heights and the Rangers Bar. That that's terrific. But the problem I've got rebuild. If you look across the thing, their centre halves alone in possession, the the centre half back four, they've only spent seventeen million. How much has Rangers spent in the back four? Three. Tavernier was about a hundred odd thousand. So fair, fine, fair enough. They've done a wee ball, they bought their players, but they're not they're not bought from the back. Like I said, if you look at Celtic across the city, they only spent seventeen million in two years in centre halves. You've spent three million on Golson and he's been there five years. They like I said, they're, they're spent, but they're not invested enough. They're invested in Emerson Heights, which is fantastic. They're invested in Rangers Sports Bar. But across the city, financially, they're leaving us for dead. Brian, I heard Mark saying about the lack of investment in defence. Yeah, Chris, let's... You just let's, have to look at our back four. Three yeah, of them have been there for five years. You look at Celtic's back four, for the last two years, they have completely rejigged their their backline. And they what have you got? Put that point to Brian. Fantastic. Brian, what do you make of this point that uh, you know we're investing off the park, but we're not matching Celtic on the park when it comes to you know um, recruitment? Yep, I've I've been harping on about this backline for quite a while now, um, especially the sort of fullback situation. Um, you know, these these two we're expecting to play a system where. The, the two fullbacks are meant to be going bombing forward and bombing back when needed to defend. They're thirty and thirty-one. They're you know they're they're advancing in age. They can't they can't do what they did you know three four years ago. Um and any any sort of good manager that's went into a club has started from the back and built outwards. Um as as Chris is saying, we have well, you look we've, at, we've only bought in shooter who's a free and that's it. You look at you look at Brian, you look at our first eleven. I reckon our first 11, four of our players would get in that Celtic team. And therefore, as um, Butland, uh, Raskin, Juventus, Todd, 
Well, not a back four. Even if you look at up front, we've got no left back. Atondo, he's not, he's not a jar. He's not going to get Rangers to that level. That's the problem. We're invested in Emson Hyde, but the board has simply not put enough investment. And if you compare the two clubs, Celtic have spent four to mine in the last two years. You're lucky if you've spent 15. That, that's the bottom line. Financially, we're doing fine commercially. But on the park, they're simply, like I say, the, the back three for the last six years have been Golson, Tavernier and Barthage. You look at their, their back four. They've just spent five million on a Polish player. How much have we spent? Nothing. We've spent um, a free on Barrigan. Well, We've got um, Sterling on a free. Chris, points per made you know, maybe not matching them on the part. Thanks for your call tonight. We'll, we'll carry that chat on later on in the show. Um, well, if I did want to come to you, just carrying on from the manager, because I thought that was interesting in his, his post-match as well. Um, just sort of, he was pressured into, you know, can can you know, can he win the supporters back? And, he, and he, he flipped it on the team. He said the team can win the fans back by winning games of football. What did you what did you think to Michael Beale after the game? I think he's, I think he's, he, he knows he's. I think he knows he's doomed. It's a sad thing to say, but he just sounded to me like he was tre- he was treading water. He's just clutching for sound bites. Uh, he's just it, it's a difficult press conference to have. But I mean, he, he doesn't say these guys are all well schooled nowadays. You know, I mean, he said exactly what I expected him to say, and Tavernier said exactly what I mean. I, I could have done Tavernier's press conference for him, saying exactly what he was going to say. You know, but no, I mean, the manager's right that the team probably can turn it round, but. For him personally, I think he's lost too much. I mean, I've, I've looked at, I've been quite busy today, but I've looked at a bit of social media tonight and there's very, very little support for the manager. Very, very little support. And that's unusual. You know I mean? I mean, I brought it full-time yesterday, as Brian said earlier, was absolutely toxic. The, the, the boost when he made the substitutions in the 62nd minute when he, took, when he took off roof, I don't think it was particularly because he took off roof, it's because he left on Dessers, you know? Um I expected Roof to go after an hour because I didn't think he'd more than that in him because he's hard to play football. But the reaction to the substitution, I've never, I've never heard anything like that at Ibrox. I've been going to Ibrox a year or two. I mean, that was that was ridiculous, you know, because people are just, it just t- tells me people are just, j- they just can't work out what he's trying to do. I mean, the substitutions he made, I haven't got a clue what, what he was trying to do. It was as if he was just throwing paint at a wall and hoping some of it stuck. It's, 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 it's post-match, it's all... He speaks a lot and doesn't say very much, if that makes any sense. You know, he's he tries to the very fact that he tried to deflect the question back to the back to the players tells you that he knows he's under pressure because normally he would just talk about him, but he tried to deflect that back to the players, so he is he knows he's under pressure. He did well if he did take some responsibility when I said did we create enough chances? No, and that's on me. Still not good enough though, is it? Well, he said he said the whole summer to sort it. I mean, he said himself we, we could all see at the end of the season. That the problem was, I mean, although we all criticised the defence, we didn't let in many more goals than anybody else last season. The problem was we weren't scoring goals. Right now, 30 odd goals have walked out of our club in, in, in Sakala and Morelos going. So we haven't replaced them. You know, there's there's all these attacking players that we've bought. To me, Dessler isn't a number isn't a number nine. He's not a centre forward. He's a 
he's a play, he's, he's a guy you would play you would play off the main striker because he doesn't score a lot of goals, but maybe he makes it quite a lot. Sam Lammers is the same. I mean, and having and having said that, he started with Dessers at centre forward yesterday, and Roof playing off him. It should have been the other way around. That should be the the players themselves should be able to see that and change that round. Okay, listen, 01416287237. You could be next on. That's what Jim in Kirky has done. Jim, welcome to the Rangers Rabble podcast. How are we doing? Uh, I'm not doing that great, obviously, but it's my favourite guy, just on the right mark, etc. What's, what's your point? My point my point is, mate, it's, it's quite simple about the game yesterday. Obviously, sick as a pig like the rest is, right? Watching, watching the game yesterday, we're talking about money and stuff. That has got nothing to do with money. That's down to ability. Right? If my first point regarding that is Borna Barisic, who wasn't even there. I made a point a few weeks ago, you guys, about every time he gets tackled, he starts screaming. Right? I believe that he feigned injury against Eindhoven to go off the park because he was in a roasting. This is just my thoughts, right? Then all of a sudden, Mr. Beale tells us that he's fully fit to play against Celtic. And all of a sudden, he's not. Now, that's just my opinion. I think Borna Barisic is a ball merchant. That's my first point. My second point is... Jim, let's take your, your first point in isolation. Two defensive midfield players against Celtic. The worst Celtic team, by the way, I've seen in years. Sorry, Jim, I didn't mean to jump down your throat there, but just, let's take your first point in isolation. And, and no, my next one is, as well is the fact that at the end of the game, the second half or whatever, I just went up the stairs and I was like, what's going on here? It was like football manager just throwing all these players on. It's like pre-season friendly. Every time I turned my back, there were substitutions. We no thought on it. It's like just going through your own. If you actually look at it, with the amount of players that Rangers brought on, there was no thought to it. There was nothing. There was no tactics. I'm like, that is not Glasgow Rangers. That is not good enough. It's got nothing to do. Do we need a director of football apart from a new manager? Mark, we'll come to you on that. We'll come to you on that. Just don't get the whole thing. Forget the goal is chopped off the roof goal. Ah, it was a goal and all that. But I don't think there's any honest Rangers supporters sitting there and saying, I think we've been watching the rest of the game through our fingers, if I'm brutally honest about it. Uh, and just tackle it naive. That's all I've really got to say. I'm not going to mention Lawrence Shang tonight. <laughs> Jim, I think we need Paul I think we need Jim, I think we need Paul Daniels. Never mind the director of football. I don't know how you I don't know how you fix this. Um your first point, your first point, I, I agree with you. I think Bonabaris, which I, I called him out the other, the other, the last pod I was on, I called him out. Uh, I think it was uh, the review, uh, the the pre-match on the Saturday night. I think it was um, for me, even if it was fit, I, I wouldn't get a game. And, and hopefully that's what's happened. Hopefully that's what the uh, the manager's done. Because for me, as I said, Shitehouse, if that's if that's going to be the case, that's what it looked like to me. Um, I agree with you hundred percent that um for me I don't want anybody that can feign injury and wants to come off in the middle of a middle of a game playing for anywhere near my club as far as I'm concerned. Don't get me wrong, he's been a good he's been a good servant and, and he's good at this. Everybody says oh great delivery and stuff like that, but for me, I don't care. As I said, the, the, the basics for me, the actual bare minimum is hundred and ten percent. And I know you can only get 100% or something, but 110% is what I'm looking for if you're wearing that blue jersey. So for me, Shitehouse, I'd hunt him. I'd absolutely hunt him. No, obviously we can't, eh? 
transfer window shut. But um, and I and I agree with you as well. Same again. It was like it was like a, a pre-season friendly, just flinging bodies on uh, panic stations. Let's just try something. Let's just try and see if something can happen. Let's. It's the old adjective, isn't it? Fling enough shit at something that'll stick. And I think that's exactly what he was trying to do. So, as I said, for me, I agree with you 100%. Unfortunately, for him, I'm back his head. But see if you actually yeah, look, I'm going to mention Carl McGregor here. The room that boy got, right? Like, forget who's playing for that. It's a game of football. We all know the game inside out. He's got the ball. He's got time. He lifts his head and scan. And we've got Raskin, Cantbell, who I thought ran about a bit like a headless chicken, by the way. I don't, I thought, you know, I I'm not blaming him for that. I expect this again, right? Uh, and then you've got two defence. This is Ibrox. This is Ibrox with 50,000 Rangers supporters. And honest to goodness, he's getting the ball. We played them OK. There was nothing much at stake at the end of the season. We beat them 3-0. We've still, we still got to win a game of football, right? Forget there's nothing to see. You've still got to win a game of football. For them to stand off him, scan about and pass the ball. I'm talking about the first half, obviously. And then, I, I just don't know. I was like that. You can shove your Sunday dinner, you know what I mean? So, that was that. Was that. Jim, thanks for your call. There's calls queuing. Cheers, mate. All the best, guys. Keep your heads up. Cheers. Bye-bye. All the best, Jim. Well, Phil, I'll come to you on, on, on Jim's sort of closing points there about, about Nico Raskin. Now, he's, had, he's been lauded toward the end of last season alongside Todd Cantwell. Um, a bit of an indifferent start this year, and, and, and I can't quite put my finger on it. Um, sloppy in possession at times. Um, I don't know whether he's... He's got maybe too comfortable in his own surroundings, or or he's not got um, the confidence in, in the players around him. Um, what what do you think? I think a second point spotter. I don't think he's got confidence in the players around about him. I mean, he's the amount of times he's got the ball and he doesn't have, he, and it's not just him. It's just, it, it's most of the midfield. They don't have an out ball because there's absolutely no movement. When we're not we're so we're so static. There's nobody trying to make space. We're not trying to work work the opposition into places they don't want to be. You know, I mean, the amount of times that our midfield goes back with the ball because they don't have a for- they don't have a forward pass. And when they do have a forward pass, they're that used to go back with it, they just put it back anyway. You know, it's we're far we're far too narrow. There's no there's there's no there's no space there's, there's loads of space out wide, nothing in the middle. And we're trying to play the ball through the middle. They can't play it out wide because there's nobody there. Apart from the fullbacks. The fullbacks can't be there all the time. There, there's no I mean, even even when we're talking losing the team he's not particularly playing too wide. I mean I'm I'm sick fed up with Standing at games, screaming for somebody, somebody to basically stand on the linesman because that's where they should be. The, the wide attacker for me should be standing on the linesman because he's he's in line with the last defender. So if you're in line with him, you're on side, and if you're that far wide, you know you're going to be on your own. So that's what, to me where they should be because we'll get guys like, like Goldson and Suter that like like to try and ping a long ball. Even the goalkeeper likes to try and ping a long ball into space. They're picking, there's nobody there. Cantwell's Raskin, they've got, they've got nobody, nobody aim when they've got the ball. I mean, I don't I don't think we're asking, I don't think he knows where he's supposed to be playing. I mean, like we say yesterday, we had we had Cantwell covering covering Savonier. Jack almost playing as a number 10. I don't think we're asking you where he was supposed to be half the time. Okay, then we've got the, uh, another call. They're coming in thick and fast. Lewis, welcome to the Rangers Travel Podcast. How's it going, guys? These are all well. Yeah, you too. Welcome along. What's your point for the guys tonight? Well, my point is, what do we do come the transfer uh, window in January? Do we start from the front because the attack is absolutely shocking at the moment? Or do we start from the back going forward because, face it, the back isn't any, uh, isn't any better than the front. So 
I'm no. I just wanted you guys' opinion on what you guys think we should do. Brian, I'll come to you on this one, Brian. Um, you know, Lewis saying there that he thinks there's several areas of the pitch now we need needing of needing of 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 restructuring. That's just crazy, isn't it? Given what we've spent the forward areas. <coughs> crazy, but it's needed. Um, as I said, I said before, we've I've been harping on about this defence needing strengthening for a long time. Um. As as the uh, Wolf said there, McGregor the space McGregor got yesterday was just frightening. I mean, there was you could have you could have pitched a tent in that middle of the park and nobody would have went in it. You know, it was there was nobody near him. But that is 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 by saying the defense. I mean, our 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 fullbacks have been quite poor for a long time now, um, and the, the thing is, you just don't see any sign of things getting better. That's the thing I'm I'm seeing now. Um, it was like I like I think it was like a light bulb moment for a lot of people yesterday where you know the manager situation. Um I think everybody sort of just pinged yesterday, right? This is this is simply not good enough and it's not, you know, it's it's terrible. Um but as far as as far as the which area of the pitch, we've just strengthened the, the front area. We can't then chuck all them out and try and bring new attackers. At the very least, we've got to stop conceding daft goals and defend set pieces properly. Um we've got to spend a bit of money in the defense. Simple as that. Lewis, uh, you know, we, we spoke yeah. at the start of the, the, the podcast with regarding Michael Beale, and I'm, I'm keen to sort of gauge you, a supporter that's maybe not on the podcast and not involved heavily here, to get your, your reaction in terms of where do you see Michael Beale at the moment? Is he a dead man walking, like the boys have said? Uh, I mean, me personally, mate, I would have uh, I would have just handed him his P45 yesterday when, uh, when that final whistle went, but Hey, I'm not the I'm not the guys in charge of the the club. So, but uh, I think I think one thing like Celtic, yeah. obviously in the last couple of well the last couple of games they've had at the start of the season, they didn't really need to focus on their defence because they attack so far and so fast. You know they they're usually two three now up against almost everybody in the league before whoever gets one go against them. So. Like us as us as 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 Rangers, we we should be doing that and going above that. I mean, they they have probably one of the worst defenses that they've had in years at the moment. You know, they're they're argue, well, arguably their best defenders is injured. So, I mean, we should have we should have walked over them yesterday. But in my opinion, we just shut the bed. Lewis, a, a nice point to end on. Thanks very much for your time. Do call again. No problem, buddy. Thank you. Cheers. Well, I, I want to come to you on that point, actually, because Celtic start the game with Lagabielka, Scales, Johnston, and forgive me, who was playing on the left-hand side? Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they obviously finish the game bringing on Barnaby and um, the boy Ralston. You know, that's, and we didn't lay a glove on that. Didn't test them. Didn't put them under any pressure. That's a major concern when you think what they've got to come back in. Arguably, their best centre-half in, in Carter Vickers. Um, you know, it's 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 not good enough. No, it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether they had their, whether they had four Carter Vickers in there, whether they had their, their you know, their top, their top defence or, or a, a team full of kids as they seem to have had. We didn't we didn't lay a glove. It's Ibrox. We should be attacking them. We should be going all, all out attacking against them, particularly because they had, you know, an untested defence. But I've never even heard of the guy. Is it is it Lager Lagerbecker or? Not, not a clue. Never heard of him. I don't even know where he came. I mean, 
I'm, I'm guessing he's Scandinavian. I hadn't heard of, hadn't, didn't know didn't know who he was. The first time I heard his name was when somebody told me it was him. It was him that went down when the when the VAR called back for the goal that wasn't a goal that should have been a goal and all that sort of stuff. And incidentally, on that, now we, don't, well, we don't want to dwell too much on that. But on that, if, if I've, I've I've watched, I've, watched, I've made a point of watching it back. And when Roof puts the ball in the net, he's got his hands on his head because he knows he's made an arse of it. He's not even looking for a free kick. So for the referee, they give a free kick. It's an absolute shocker. But we don't, we won't dwell on that. That's not why no, we don't. No, no, but I think it is a pertinent point, Wolf. Because I think it's something I wanted to bring up is that the, the, none of the Celtic players react. They, nope. He knows he's he's made an error there. So I'm with you on that certainly. Listen, every time you talk right, Wolf, the calls come in. So keep at it, mate. Uh, Jordan, uh, you're the next caller uh, on the Rangers Rabble podcast. How are we doing tonight, mate? Uh, been better, been better, boys. Been better after watching that yesterday. Um, this one's more so for both. Uh, this question, I'm thinking of mentality here. Um, we've, you know, we could go on a magnificent run after the cup fight uh, after the international break, maybe win the league cup, and then everyone will think the Bills are a tactical genius. Celtic could drop points in a back in Rogers' case. But I'm not confident that's going to happen after watching that yesterday. Um, because far too many instances before where we've seen the same thing over and over again and we've said, I've got a good chance here, let's you know, let's do this. And it's the same as yesterday and we fall flat on our feet. The question that I, I was seeing a, a lot of uh, fans in social media was saying, they're talking about, you know, less and less fans going to Ibrox and hitting the board really hard where it is. And I think a, a, an idea would be is a mostly overall boycott of games until the board react. Because I don't think the board are going to react and sack deal right away. So the question is, would is it maybe worth I decision I never thought I'd say, but maybe the fans voting with their wallets and not bother attending games until it hits the board hard where it uh, hurts and they actually do something before it's too late. Nice idea, Lewis. It'll never, ever work. Uh, the reason I know it'll never work is because there's been, I don't know if you remember back to the banter years we had that we had an owner who said don't go to Tannerice we're not taking tickets nobody go even I didn't go but 400 Rangers fans turned up at, at, at Tannerice so there'll always be fans that go doesn't matter what the club say doesn't matter what the supporters say there's always going to be people that go I mean even you know due, before the before the good guys came in in 2015 there was there was a boycott in the crowds were down to 11 12,000 there's still 11 12,000 going put my hands up I was one of them because it's what I do but it's a nice thought. It just it just wouldn't work. I mean, a lot of people would see it as an opportunity to go to games when they can't currently go to games because they can't get tickets. Um, and to be honest, the board know that, and that's the mentality thing is right. But we could go, we could as you say we could go on a run. We could go on an unbeaten run. We could win the league cup. We could be we could go between now every win now every every game between now and Christmas. But the first the first game that Michael Beale loses. All the pressure will be back on him again. So I don't, I don't, I don't. I've never actually thought about, about if a boycott, if a if the, the fans boycotted, would it help? With it? I don't think it would because at the end of the day, they've sold what forty five thousand season tickets. They're not they're not going to refund them if people don't turn up the board. They aren't really going to care. All they'll do is they'll seat some of them all. So they'll actually probably make more money. Thinking about it, if there was a fan boycott. They probably make more money because they've got this thing. What is it they're doing? If you don't turn up for three games with your season ticket and don't tell them, they're going to contact you. Then resell your seat. Don't make it. They'll end up making a fortune. Uh, Jordan, I just never thought after. See, 
Jordan, just again, obviously, you know, you're talking about boycotts, it's just, about, just on the manager and, and, and the team in particular, and, and you know, the back of the weekend's match. Do you see any any way he can turn this around, or like you say, I'm very much in in, in the mould of I think he, he is going to you know win the league cup and he's going to get the season. I, I I think that's probably the only thing we win this year if we win anything. But um, I do think that's what's how it's going to pan out. I think the board are probably hoping he does win the league cup so they don't have to sack him. Listen, I, I, if he's the first one to turn me in and convince me that he's a man, brilliant. Uh, I want him to. Um, but the first one to convince me that he's a perfect manager to manage the Rangers. But right now, looking at the way he plays, looking at his post-match analysis, and looking at the way he kind of stands when he watches the game, it's not enough to convince me now. And I think, you know, right now, if we're being serious about this and want to keep the season going, the right thing to do is to sack him now. But it's not going to happen, fortunately. That's, that's my fear. It's going to go down and peter out before, you know, we're out of the, the, we didn't win the League Cup, we're out of that, and then we're they're away far ahead in the league and then then they eventually died when it's too late again and it's turned into a carbon copy of last season um, if he proves me wrong then fantastic but nah my, my opinion is eh, we need to get them as soon as possible to be fair Jordan thanks for your call mate good call again thanks very much no problem guys see you later cheers Jordan um, Mark I'll come to you because obviously it's been mentioned about coming back after the international break five games in, in 14 days when we come back uh, up at, up in Perth and then we've got four home games we start the Europa League at home at Betis uh, Motherwell living the League Cup and then Aberdeen as well uh, I mean these games you're looking at them there and you're thinking there could be potential there to, to drop points given the, what we're seeing at the minute you're really, you're really hoping you, you start the, the Europa League uh, with, with a statement of intent as well it's it's massive that he tries to do some you know in these this this week or, or ten days whatever um to, to try and sort of galvanise them again. But as Wilf mentioned with Tavernier's post match, can you get him up? Can you get him up? You just you mentioned working hard, but it was a it was a dreadful dreadful response for Rangers captain. Yeah, I, I, like I've said, I, once it starts slipping and we get to the stage where I don't know if we can bring this back. Uh, very, 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 very much doubt it. Um, as I said, I said with Gio, once it starts slipping, it's very, very, very few managers have ever, ever pulled it back. Especially the problem, the, the, the big problem is that as soon as you lose the fans, then there's no much you can do because you're in hiding to nothing, no matter what. So if any of us can see this team hitting the ground running, starting to score three and four goals a, a, a game, starting to knock about ball about well, starting to look tactically sound, starting to defend well, stay, do you know what I mean? Can I see it? Is is my problem? I can't see where it comes from. As I said, I've I've been I've been harangued on here for being as positive as I possibly can, but I'm at a stage now where I can't see even having ten days with this mob. He said a lot more than ten days with him, um, and it's no, it's no happening. It's, I, I think that if you look at the game in isolation uh, at the weekend, there it looked as if the whole, the whole squad, the backroom staff, everybody looked nervous. They all looked as if they, they were going out there as if they didn't want to lose the game, rather than. We want to take the, the, the match to them. We want to take the fight to them. We want to be in the front foot. We want to attack. That isn't how we set up. It looked as if we were playing to try and hit them in a the counter-attack. We stood off them. 
Um, we gave them the ball in defence and sat back. Um, sometimes we, we thought about pressing. Sometimes we, we thought, do you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to press. Or sometimes it looked as if they were told, you start pressing when they come over the halfway line, which for me in an old firm game, I, I made a comment as well. I very really, I, I hate I hate the mad group chats where there's all sorts of people just ranting and raving on it. And it drives me insane. But I made the comment as, as, as well in there that not one person in the Rangers side, not one person has has gave anybody a dollion. Not one person has went through his opposite man. Not one person's even deliberately made a bad tackle. I'm not saying get out and hurt people. I'm just saying not one has got a bit of fire in their belly to go and a 50-50 and take a ball, but take a man as well. Mark, just, just, on, just, on, just on fire in the belly, I think we've got Jim on the line who wants to give Michael Beale a billion. Jim, how are we doing? Jim, welcome to the Rangers Rabble podcast. Hi, how are you doing? Can you hear me? Hey, you loud and clear, are you? You've got, you've got in for Michael Beale, you want him sacked? He's got to go, mate. He's absolutely got to go. Just a quick wee shout out. I was walking to the game there with good friend David Joyo. Uh, he he's a full time. He's a he's been a member of yours for a while. And he first time me last night, but he, the setup of all people, he lets McGregor be the free man and him roll about with the space of Ibrox. It's a it's an absolute disgrace. Brian, you sharing um, you know uh, Jim's you know condemnation of Michael Beale. Yeah, I'm afraid um, I've I've lost patience after yesterday. I really have. Um, Michael Beale, when he came in, talked about this high press and you know high tempo uh, sort of style. Well, there's none of that. As Mark saying, there was nobody flying into tackles, even trying to you know get the fans going. Uh, McGregor was almost led to be believed as Iniesta, Iniesta sort of Xavi sort of reincarnated you know he was he was led left to do what he wanted um and it's just not good enough and yeah i've after yesterday that was the sort of the straw that broke the camel's back for me it was i just don't see anything i don't see an improvement i don't see our tactics i don't see a style it's just it's very very dull jim is that the point a case in point you know that, that celtic were there for the taking and then rangers just did not capitalize Yeah, absolutely. I just look just look at the back line. If you look at our team, it was a, it was the strongest apart from Barisic, and then you're up against that mob. They finished the game with King Ralston, Lager, Bielka, whatever scales and was it Dunleby? Yeah. I mean, my God, I think Biel needs to. I think he needs to come out and get an explanation of what he was trying because he totally lost me. It's an absolute joke. He's might be the tactical brains, but pff, my God, brain must be as big as his mole. Well, Jim, you can call in any time. Thanks for watching. Cheers. Uh, guys, just as well, I think it's important. Yeah, Mark touched on it um, at the start of the show. Well, for come to you, John Suter, another Raskin-esque where he's been built up to the hilt and we're just seeing the errors he's making are leading to goals. They are. I think it was Mark who touched on it earlier that um, I don't think John Suter's happy playing on the side of the defence he's playing at. I think he much prefers playing the other the other side, but he's never going to use Conor Goldson. He just doesn't seem happy playing as a left, a left centre-back. And he makes one or two errors. I mean, he gets caught under the ball quite a lot. He was too, he was too far back. He was playing Kyogo one side. I mean, 
we, we all know that that's what he does. He sits on the shoulder of the last defender and gets the ball back. I mean, you can't just blame John Suter for the goal because what Goldson's thinking about heading the ball back to where it came from, I've got no idea. I mean, it's 30 seconds from the end of stoppage time to the end of the first half. Just get the ball out of play or get it up the park or do something, but don't just head it straight back to a Celtic player. And they're obviously going to put it over the top. Suter's sitting, sitting too deep. He's I don't know whether he's switched off or he's just not he's just not comfortable on that side. I think John Suter's a terrific defender, but he just doesn't seem happy where he's played. Whether he's whether he's got no confidence in Goldson, who apart from a couple of blocks was having a shocker yesterday, I don't know. But as we said earlier, uh, Robert, we don't I can't remember the last time we lost a decent goal against us. I mean teams teams don't need to try hard to score to score against Rangers. I mean, in the not too too dim and distant past. Most of the goals we can see that they were absolute screamers. People were scoring, scoring screamers against us. They don't have to now. They can just basically throw balls into the middle of our defence. We will make a mistake. Somebody will head into the wrong place or they'll stand on it. Or it just and it's it, it's a it's a recurring theme. So something something's not right. I mean, we're supposed to have set piece coaches. Many, many goals they lose off set pieces. Go back to the game on on Wednesday night. Ball behind the fullbacks, chipped into six yard box, three headers. You know, I mean, we've all seen we've all seen the still. Of uh, I think it was Eindhoven's third goal when there's six Rangers players behind the guy that hit behind the young when he heads in. I mean that's that's inexcusable. That's that's not even schoolboy stuff. It's absolutely inexcusable. So I'm not sure if John Suter's got no confidence in the players when about him, or if the confidence is getting drained out of him because he's under pressure all the time. The jersey's maybe too big for him. It's it could be it could be a myriad of things, but it needs sorted and it needs sorted now. Okay, okay. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Watching on YouTube and uh, 01416287237. We're hinting into the home state. We can probably squeeze another one or two in. Just like Jim has done. Jim, how are you doing tonight, mate? I'm all right, mate. Aye. What's your point for the no, boys? Great after yesterday, mind you. Well, to be honest, I'm just been watching after watching the game yesterday. I don't know what sort of tactics Beatles actually playing. I don't think the players know what formation they're meant to be playing half the time. Mark, is that something you would share in that the players just don't know what they're doing? They don't know the system. If we can do that, why can't the manager? The thing is, but that's unacceptable. Um, for me, if you're a professional footballer and you've played football, I mean, some of these boys started playing football at six, five, six year old, went into academies, played for different teams, all sorts of different formations. This is their job. See if they do not know how to play any sort of a formation. They should know how to play every formation and some formations that we've never even heard of. So, for me, partly to blame is probably Michael Beale. But, I mean, that for me as well, that's that's ludicrous. You're a professional footballer. It doesn't matter who you are, how good you are. You should know how to play positions and formations. Now, if something different, if that's... Maybe to Beale, play out in a position where they're not, they're not actually they can't play. Yeah, but I mean, I, I know I get that. But as I said, maybe maybe the problem is that Bill is not being clear enough in what he's actually wanting each player to play like, or what he's actually wanting each player role in that formation. For me, that I might mean, be the issue. Six million but, pound front man playing out in the left wing. Yeah, which is madness. No, it's not absolute play, madness. Basically. So I I don't know as a for me for me if you're bringing two two strikers for big money, you change your formation to suit and you need to play two up front. Whether you go four four two or whether you go three 
three at the back, five midfield and two up front. Uh, for me, you need to make sure that you get their two players playing on the park at well, the I mean, same well, time together. Jim, can right. I just ask you? Um, Brazilian that I've bought there, he scored one goal against Greenick Morton. My God. Jim, can I just ask you, do you think we're any better than we were last season in terms of attack? You know, obviously, Roof, Saka, uh, sorry, um, Ken, Sakala and, and, and Alfie over, obviously away. We've got the new guys in. Do you genuinely no, see I, an improvement? I've, I've got to be honest, I think the front players we've got now is worse than what we had last year. Because the reason that I, and I'll tell you something else, I think letting Sakala go was a at least Sakala would have had a good run at that defence yesterday and they would have took him on, but I've never seen any of that. Brian, would you would you share in that that Fashion Sakala is a better option than uh, what we have? His numbers would suggest yes. I would suggest yes. Um unfortunately though the manager decided to punt Sakala, so that's that's gonna be that's gonna be on his head. Um and than Lamas to me. Well, yeah, I I mean I, to be honest Obviously, you know it's the season's just started, and but the decision I four, four million was a decent enough deal for Sakala, but it was a big gamble getting getting rid of his goals and his assists. Yes, he's he's frustrating. Yes, he misses you know good chances, but his his numbers were it was always going to be a big task to try and replace that numbers uh, with summer signings. So yeah, I don't think we're any better than last season to be quite honest up front. Jim, thanks for your call. You're welcome on any time, mate. Cheers. No bother. Right, most thanks. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, well, for, I'll, I'll come to you just on the, you know the, the question I asked the call there. You know, are we any better? Oh no, we're, we're much worse. We're, we're worse. We're worse than we were when Bill came in. That's at the moment. That's that blind man can see that. I mean, it's it's. I mean, I put a. A thing on my, my social media yesterday with the fantastic display that the um, the Union Bears and the the Bromley Collective put in the Bromley. I mean that was that was just different gravy, and that's exactly what I put on on my socials. I said that's different gravy, and a reply from one of the guys I was in school with many 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 moons ago was uh, different gravy off the pitch, total tripe on the pitch, and that just about sums it up, you know. So I'd like to thank John McGarry for that one liner, but that's. That, but that just about sums it up. It's it's Robert. We're, we're going backwards. We're going abs. I mean, even players that were that were decent last season, like you say, Catwell and Raskin came in and look look great. They're a shadow. They're a shadow of themselves. What are we a month into the new season? You know, so I don't know what we've been doing pre-season, but it clearly isn't working. We've signed all, we've signed all these attackers that can't score goals. And as I said earlier, for me, for me, Dessers and um, Lammers are guys that will give you a lot of assists. And the guy that's supposed to score the goals, Danilo, can he get a game? I mean, the manager ch- chased Danilo for months, paid six million, or reportedly paid six million pounds for him, although he says it's less than that. Can he get a game? He's chased, he's chased Sifuentes for what seems like forever. He won't, he won't even bring him on when we're struggling against Celtic. I just don't get it. I don't, I don't get what he's trying to do. I just haven't. We're definitely going backwards. We're definitely worse off than we were this time last year, in my opinion. Mark, it does look like the um, the summer signing is Jack Butland. Uh, hadn't been for him midweek and again yesterday, it could have been a lot uglier. Yeah, I mean that was that was for me that was the most important one, bringing in a decent goalkeeper. Um, but as I say, the the new signings, some of the new signings, talking about Sakala, 
everybody was like, ah, that's a great bit of business. We brought him in for nothing to get, what, three million for him? So everybody was kind of happy to see him go. No happy as such, but everybody was kind of like, do you know what? We get three million for him. That's a decent bit of business. We'll, 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 can, we, can, we can suck that one up. Um, Bolton, for me, has been the only one that has shown his, his worth, shown his metal in this uh, side. It must be he must be going home at night and having his head in his hands saying, what have I done here? Because some of these players are just not performing. Um, well, a serious note though, Mark, th- th- there must be people down in England thinking, why didn't we go for this guy? Because he is, he's a class act. He- he's a he's a top, top goalkeeper. Um, and I, you know, I know the England manager doesn't look out with the English Premier League, but I dare say if he was playing in it, he'd be pushing for, for international honours as well. Visit Hull there. Uh, my daughter was born in Hull, so I have visited. It's a, it's a lovely place. And um, the trust is gone. I'm afraid. Out he must go, Brian. Out he must go. Yep. Simple as that. Um, as I said before, I just don't see any improvement. How you can how you can let players go, sign replacements, and the replacements not be any better or worse than what you let go is criminal. Um, and it's as simple as that. I just. I just don't see a way out for him. I really don't. It's he's as as either Wilfer Mark said earlier. Once the fans are, you know, on 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 your case, it's very very rare that the manager turns it round. Simple as that. Well, listen, it wouldn't be a Rangers rabble phone in if we didn't have resident caller Alex on the line. Alex, how are you doing tonight, mate? I'm okay. Thanks very much. All the best to a lot of you. Nice been talking to you, all the stuff. Listening very hard. Eh. Uh, what can I say? There's no jokes tonight, mate. No sausages for fingers or buzz for eyes and all the rest of it. Straight into the, into the nitty-gritty here. Um, we've got a manager that has not got a clue what he's doing. I, I blame the ones that appointed him. That are, they're responsible. They're all hiding upstairs in the boardroom. We brought Bill in here. He's not working, mate. He has to go now before the Europa League starts. Well, if I'll come to you on that, you know, I think, you know, Alex is saying that the Europa League starts, you know, he's got to go before we pick up domestically again. Well, I mean, the, the guys that, that brought him in won't be hiding in the boardroom because they're no, long, they're no longer at the club, given that Stuart Robertson was, was, was top of the three and... Uh, Everybody's favourite little short person is now at Nottingham Forest, but I, I, I get that. I mean, I get the point. Um, I'm not, as I said at the start of the podcast, I'm not one to call for the head of any Rangers manager at any time. But if we're going to move forward, we need to do something. I personally would keep him where he is, but I'd bring him in some help. Just whether it's putting somebody in as a a general football manager or a director of football or something, I'll leave him more time with the players because as somebody pointed out in the comments I'm sorry I didn't catch who it was because they were they were poisoning through so quickly you look at the training videos on RTV and it's all really fast paced jolly stuff they're having a great old time and the ball's moving about and it's fat. It's great to watch they go on the pitch and they just sort of stop it's as if you put an opposition in front of them and they don't know what to do you know it's it's so slow and laborious it's it's I don't know if bringing a new manager in at this juncture would make, would make a lot of difference because you still got to work with the same players I mean as Mark as Mark famously said a few weeks ago, it's the same circus with different clouds. I love that line from Mark. Don't bless me, blow smoke up his rear. Uh, but it was a great line. Alec, you're not often wrong when you call in, I must say. So I'll ask you the question, who comes in and who gets a tune out of these players, as, as Alec McCann said? Well, look, 
Look, look, Robert, I'm no the man to make the decisions. It's a way above my, my head. I'm just a football fan who supported Glasgow Rangers. I'm 61 years old, by the way. Right. I've supported Glasgow Rangers. I've seen it all. I remember the game with Bobby Russell and Eindhoven, but we're not going to do that road, right? I've been here for a long time. You know what? what? What would you boys think if I made a mad suggestion here? I think I said it before. Would you consider Derek McInnes? It's a, it's a, it's a no from me, but everyone's shaking their head there. Um, it's, it's, it's a resounding uh, hard no from the from the Rabble podcast. But that's not to say it wouldn't work, and that's certainly not to say that the, the board wouldn't wouldn't go for that. March chomping. Can, can I jump in? Can I jump in? For me, it's a no, and it's a no because he knocked his back when we needed him. As far as I'm concerned, we wanted him as manager, and he came in. Went for talks, had a look, looked as if it was all going to happen, and he knocked his back. So as far as I'm concerned, he's had his chance. End of story. There's no way back for a man that's knocked his back before. This is Rangers. We don't we don't do that. Sorry, that's that. Done. As far as I'm concerned. Alec, um, listening as always, delighted to have you on. Thanks very much. That is us out of time, um, but a great point to finish on. And I dare say you'll be back on sooner rather than later, Championi. No bother at all, guys. Listen, have a good night and let's all just get this mess sorted out as soon as we can. Because that's what it is, it's a mess. We're in, we've got a man in charge that can do nothing. 100%. Thanks very much, Alex. Yeah. Right then, boys. Um, listen, it's, it's a, we could do a, a tour show on managers and you know who could come in, who do you want, etc. And, and I'm not going to throw some guys in the... Um, uh, comments saying there that you know Graham Potter would be a, a good shout just before we do go Des Mason there 10 pound um I don't know if that's a super chat super sticky you know what I like with these but thanks so much for the donation it really helps with the, the podcast um yeah so guys saying Graham Potter you know I'm sure there'll be other guys shouting for Davy Martindale he's just shouted for Derek McInnes Knutson always gets thrown in it's a it's a, an absolute circus but I dare say um, you know until the until the, the, the trigger's been pulled then we won't have be having that conversation anytime soon. Brian, thanks for not sharing your contribution tonight. Wilf, as always, brilliant. And Mark, cheers for jumping on. Well, share away your work as well. Um, guys in the comments, great. Callers, fantastic. Producer Martin, pat on the back for you as well, because it's been very, very busy up there as well. Um, and we'll see you all, I believe, I don't know if it's tomorrow, is it Centre Nationals? I don't know where we are with the schedule. Just check in on YouTube, get your notifications on. Wednesday. There we are. Wednesday. We're back on Wednesday. Um, and I'm sure you're chomping a bit already. Thanks very much for tonight. See you later, guys. Podcast Network.